So, this week's episode, um, I am, am going to be talking about two two LGBTQ plus shows that are dominating um, the social landscape. And I wish that this would be an episode where I'm giving glowing praise to those two shows, but it's not. Because those two shows are damaging the art form and the culture that is it's actually exploiting it and that's just not right like it's just not right right um and y'all know how i feel about that come on you know who i am you see my little picture you know i'm black <laughs> so of course i'm gonna have a problem with it and just my journey with these shows and all the things but I also share my little story and history on my sexuality you know so I'm just not out here you know (laughs) waving any flags I'm telling you I don't wave any flags I don't I don't I don't do that um I just walk in walk in my pride and my blackness so I have all of these things that I am I'm not just a one-dimensional person so yeah that's what we'll be getting into this week it it was time I had to sit on it for a little bit but I had to talk about especially these two shows and they are leaving a damaging legacy on the culture um, but there are other outlets that aren't damaging, that are actually about building up the culture and showcasing it in such a beautiful way. So that's today's show. Special look at LGBTQ representation in Hollywood. And it's just a little bit. It's just a little bit. Because we can go all day on this, baby. All day. Oh, y'all. <laughs> so, I love RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, I think, and I really love it because I like meeting, you know, new queens. So I can follow them on Instagram and get inspirations and things like that um and again you know for y'all that you know have followed me you know that I love people living their truth I'm all about that um I think if if we were able to do that and really push ourselves to do that the world would be a better place um you know but uh haters are gonna hate and no matter what (laughs) it's gonna be hatery out there you know you can't have love without hate you just can't you can't um so that's why i i watch 
RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, I used to be a fan of Ru um, themselves, but over the past like couple of years, I just I, I just have noticed things about them as a person that I'm like. I'm good and and the energy they carry as well. I'm like, ah, uh, okay, so <sighs> oh okay, and you know rule is about world domination, bringing drag race to every quarter of the world um um, which is great, you know i you know there are cultures um where you know sexuality is just not a thing it's just they are who they are and they're not shamed about it or anything that's just they are who they are and um so yeah i think that's a great thing but in the same breath what rue and company are failing to understand is that not every place in the world is rude AF like America. Um, <laughs> I attempted to watch um, Drag Race Canada. Uh, it was not good. It was not. It was not it felt very put upon it felt forced it felt like the judges were trying to be Michelle and and Rue and for those that don't know Michelle Visage and RuPaul are best friends and they give these critiques that are not kind especially Michelle and so the judging panel um, for, you know, Drag Race Canada felt like they were trying to be like them. And Canadians was like, uh, we ain't rude like that up here. So I don't know whose direction y'all think y'all doing, but y'all need to stop. So <laughs> because a lot of the queens, you know, from up that way, like, they are hella popular up there and so you had like a bunch of them be sent home on these really raggedy like cruel judgments so to speak um and critiques right so now we go to drag race down under which is new zealand a mix of new zealand and um Australian queens. It, the the show was trash, y'all. <laughs> it was so trash that I actually canceled my Wow Plus subscription and would just watch the recaps because it was so bad. Um man, it was like it was so rigged um, with one of the one of the queens 
literally like pitched the show to the producers in the room to bring it down there. And guess who was in the top four? There was another um, another queen who was best friends with that queen. And guess who was in the top four? It was that bad. Um, it was just, <laughs> it was just not good. The Snatch Game was atrocious. They sent home a fan favorite, but she was horrible that week. <clears throat> and so she should have been sent home. But then they bring her back just brought her back because she was a favorite and guess what a best friend of of the one queen oh my god okay so you you sense a pattern here um they sent home two there was only okay there was only I think it was how many queens was it let's see eight four I think it was twelve or thirteen queens out of those 12 to 13 queens, two were, two were, well, one was, um, Aborigine and then one was black. So, of course the, the queens of color were sent home, um, within the first three weeks of the show. Um, they were not invited back. And people really got to talking <laughs> when that happened. Um, but here's where I really lost all respect for Rue and all of the things that this person has done. Right? There is a queen on there on RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under who oh this is rough this is gonna be rough because I am a black woman I am a black performer there was a queen on this show and she was a front runner because she was a friend of the friend, you know, right? Who literally performed in drag on in blackface. Um wore headdresses, you know, costumes so to speak. I mean, just the total exploitation and disrespect of black and native art, right? And so when she gets called out on, there was a lot of cattiness on this show. Let me say that first off, which I'm here for. But there you can take it to a level where it's just like, ugh, you know what I mean? And that show did that a lot. Um, and so this queen, her name is Scarlett Adams. Um, I think it's hilarious because now people are <laughs> spelling her name with the triple K <laughs> I was like ooh y'all wrong for that y'all are so wrong for that um so they bring this up in the workroom and you know where they're getting ready for you know to compete they're putting on makeup and their costumes <sighs> and 
they're like, oh, you know, the whole group of people are like, you know, well, have you done something that, you know, you maybe shouldn't have done and you to you to you. And people's like, yeah, you know, I like, and I'm just exaggerating. You know, I like changed the tire one time in, in platforms or like, it's just real. You know, I made coffee, you know, I made like Dunkin' Donuts in a Keurig machine, like stuff like that. Right. This mug sits there and says, well, I performed in blackface and I knew that was wrong. I was so young. Well, come to find out this girl did it in her 20s. So no, bitch, you was not young. Young is like six, seven years old. Huh? When you're talking about that kind of stuff. No, no, no. When you in your 20s, you know better. You know better. And she's only like 29 or 30. So it's not like she was 20, 20 years ago. She was like 20 something within this past decade. And... Another queen who I actually didn't like up until that moment, um, etc., etc. is her name, um, was like, uh, that's not an excuse. That is shameful. You need to stop that. Like, no. And she was like, you know, I made apologies. And she's like, that's not enough. And she was like, <laughs> I mean, she got red to filth. Everybody in that camp except her homegirl, because her homegirl also was doing some raggedy stuff (sighs) y'all it was bad it was bad and I just sat there and was like my mouth was open I was just and I think this was like maybe the fifth episode and even the queen that came back (laughs) was like whoa you know like girl you doing too much you doing too much and the fact that this fool gonna sit here and just be like, well, uh, uh, you know that attitude. Like, she had an attitude about being poopy. So, then they get on the stage. And they compete and they do all this stuff. And this girl is called out in front of everybody by RuPaul. And Rue sits there, listens, you know, she's like, you know, it has come to my attention. (laughs) That. You did some questionable things, right? And this poopy excuse of... I was young and uneducated and now I know that you know that you can't do those things and the other girls on here have done things too and we just really uh, y'all when we're talking about racism let this just be a lesson to to everybody when we're talking about racism not everybody's gonna be cool with the actions the racist actions of someone okay so let's say that first and foremost but there there has to be consequences and Rue's 
blase excuse for keeping this queen on the show of, well, I'm not going to cancel you. This is an opportunity to grow and to, and to be educated, right? This, that's, that. And that's when I was like, oh, no, ma'am, you do not speak for the black community, sis. Not at all. Not at all. You have forgotten your place, huh? And your space. Because if it had not been for the black and brown queer communities, RuPaul would not be where he is. And so, that's when I lost it. I lost all respect. There are consequences to, for me, there are consequences for people who who say things like that, for people who who behave in such ways. And... Especially as a black performer. Okay, listen to me. No, no, no. That's not we're we're not gonna do that. I do not appreciate it. I think that the money has gone to Rue's head, the status, the clout, you know, the power has gone to his head. And now let me let me clarify to their head. And now, you know, they believe that they can just say things like that and not get checked. And I'm like, oh, you don't lost your mind. You don't lost your ever loving mind. And then the fact and there was so much shadiness going on here in this in this season um, that except that it was rigged, you know, and. <sighs> I think it's unfortunate. I really, really do. I really, really do. Because I don't walk around and be like, you know, trying to negate anything or anyone's progress. I think without RuPaul's Drag Race, you know, I don't know what the world would look like. But this is... It's frustrating, but then it's also, I'm not going to stay frustrated. I'm just not going (laughs) to, like, look at it in that way anymore. You know what I mean? Not that show. I'm just like, "Mm, it's just a show now. You know what I mean? It was so bad. And the, the bad part, the real bad part, is that Australia and New Zealand are actually kind of pissed. Because of the representation and the treatment of contestants and these storylines, because we hear about that a lot, with especially with Rue's shows. These, you know, they, they create these storylines. They got to have the villain. They got to have the vixen. They got to have the hero. They got to have, you know, and the underdog but then they was like getting rid of the underdogs they was getting rid of the people that you actually was rooting for because it was rigged so it was a a whole hot mess a whole hot mess 
steaming pile of mess. Um, now, uh, Drag Race España seems to be doing some things. And actually, you know, the judging is right. Um, meaning the judges are are fit to be in those spaces. Um, but I... I, I, uh, no, 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 I'm not, I was, I was so disturbed, you know, um, with the whole presentation, um, I, uh, no, it's just unacceptable, and for those of you that don't know, I'm a demisexual, um, so, uh, I'm damn near close to asexual, but, um, that means that I can only be in a relationship um, with one person and I can only, I have to feel really strong soul connection in order to do so. Um, so that's my bag. Um, <laughs> it is a part of the spectrum. Um, so if you're ever like, why does she? Why is she like all these types of different movies and shows? And and then why is she like, you know, like... <laughs> That's why. That's why. It's, it's my whole DNA makeup. It seriously is. I love everything. Um, so, yeah, I've been demisexual since 2016. Um, probably further back than that, but that's when I discovered that's who I was because I was just going through things like what the hell (laughs) you know I was going through like relationships and people's like why is you just so hung up on this person it's like because it's a soul connection and you have to be careful with those things because people will be like yeah I'm for it but then they really not and so then like when that happens now in the beginning it happened a lot but now it doesn't happen because I know better now. But like when I first was discovering like my sexuality, like I was just like falling for the wrong. The dude, I who man, this one dude, he ended up being a pedophile, just a sick individual. I'm, I'm gonna be very honest. I'm like he is not healthy mentally or spiritually because of the stuff he he has ended up doing. Um, but outside of that, he was trash. Um, (laughs) but now, like I said, like, I know better. Um, I kind of went through what I needed to go through. Um, so yeah, but again, it, it doesn't matter the quote unquote sex of the person for me. It's just do am I feeling you in that way and if I'm not so having said that I have to have a soul connection in order to be in a relationship um that just speaks to how soulful I am and so when I when things like this happen um I'm quick to be like okay well this is the issue this is why you know, this specific situation happened. And the fact that for RuPaul's Drag Race, 
to keep someone on the show who admitted to it. There is so much proof of this person. I mean, you can Google it. Google Scarlett Adams racist pictures and they will come up on Google. Um, it's very unfortunate um, and for this person to be given a pass because they were a friend of a friend get out of here with that that is total BS that is putting money before before class and not class in that trash ass way but class like do you have class about yourself do you have respect about yourself? Do you have honesty, honor? Do you have those things? Because when situations like that go down, I question your logic. I question your honor, your respect of yourself. And so to let someone stay on the show and do the things that they had did. And then, to be very honest, was not giving. Was not giving in the apology really it was a oh, i'm so sorry get your broke footed self out of here with that get out get out straight mad straight straight mad um <laughs> now of course i'm going to watch all star six because <laughs> i love the show but again now i'm not invested in it now i'm just like meh you know okay great all right you know it doesn't affect me anymore it doesn't give me that how do you say it doesn't give me that enthusiasm that that bravery anymore and maybe it's because I don't need it to do that anymore maybe I've grown enough to have those things on my own and not have to worry about a freaking show making me feel those things so I can be who I need to be in life. I don't know. But I was pissed. <laughs> I was pissed. Pissed, I tell you. Pissed. Had to take several showers. I was so mad. I was just felt dirty. I was so upset. Okay. Oh my gosh. So now we're done with RuPaul. Oh, before I before I switch, there were other contestants who were disqualified for way less. Okay? Way less. And I'm gonna leave it at that, but way less. Mm-mm. <laughs> And the fact that RuPaul was like, well, I'm not going to cancel you. Ain't nobody said cancel. We want accountability. That is the problem here. And that lets, that also shows where their mind is on the whole cancel culture. No, no, no. This isn't me canceling you. This is me holding you accountable. And that that is what needs to be really highlighted here hold people accountable for their issues okay all right let's move on <laughs> let's go ahead and move on um legendary 
And this is purely coincidental that these two shows were running, you know, congruent to each other. It's it's completely coincidental, I want to say. But you know show business, which is saying something, but I it's hard to believe that 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 is the actual case here but um so legendary is a max original that is streaming on exclusively on hbo max um it is in its second season it just wrapped its second season and i love the show i love the first season i think people were upset that this other house didn't win but I was glad the House of Beaumont won. I was so happy. I was just like, mm, because I felt the competing house was kind of okay. They were great, but Beaumont just had that extra oomph, you know? Um, but that's okay. So the second season starts and it's okay. Like, I'm like, all right. Um, there's this. There's some standouts, but there was a particular house, the House of Tishi, that were amazing. But they are also a house built of dancers. And not that the other houses don't have that core element. But when I say these were dancers, these were trained professionals. Okay? who are on the spectrum and baby they had three of the most iconic let me repeat that iconic performances in legendary history okay these babies came to work and to win but then you start hearing about special treatment of other houses, other members of other houses. And I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. And how Legendary Works is a group of five members from a certain house will compete in different ball categories. And for, you know, people that are new to ball, ballroom, um, you know, there's voguing, there's duck walking, there's the face category, there's hands, there's all of these different categories you can win um, to win the grand prize, right? And in this case, the grand prize is $100,000. It's really a cool setup. Um, of course, it's boiled down because they can't have real ballroom there, right? Um, they can't. They try, but they can't. And the reason why there's been such an uproar and only one of them is actually from the ballroom scene. Um, Laomi is a legend onto herself. And Deshaun is also a ballroom legend, but he hosts the show. Which I'm like, no, he needs to be a judge because he is ballroom. Like, he was on Pose um, this past season. He was in episode one. 
Um, so the other judges are Jamila, um, Jamila from, ah, The Good Place, um, okay, La Roche, and Megan Thee Stallion, and, mmm, the scoring was all over the place this season, but it that a particular house was being favored and (sighs) I don't even think they were in the bottom I don't I don't think they were in the bottom so they if you found yourself um the two houses on the bottom um with the lowest scores you would have to battle battle it out right um and the House of Tishi, who I spoke of earlier, found themselves in the bottom and were sent home because they had one week where, and I don't even think they were the worst, but because of how the scoring is, they were put in, in the bottom and they had like a score of like 40 some out of 50 houses that should have been there got bumped up because of these bonus bonuses bonus points so to speak and it was just bad it was bad it was so bad and so when house of tishi got eliminated one of the house members read the judges for filth like she was like okay first off this is some bs and she just went off and she was like you don't need to be a judge you don't need to be a judge and you don't need to be a judge like she (laughs) went off the problem is that the producers of the show tried to edit that elimination and that reaction like this person was the villain and had no business standing up for themselves. And what they need to understand is that in ballroom, that happens all the time. That happens all the time. There's disputes all the time. And they speak it all the time. And they really was trying it. And so I don't know how the footage got out. The original footage. But it got out and it showed that, you know, she just, she read them for filth, respectively, and then left the stage. And then there was all this, you know, dialogue from the judges. But after she had left, not what was presented to us um, on the actual show. And honey... (laughs) When I say they listen, I didn't say much on the comments. I just I just read a lot and you know, I was like, "Oh, wow." But people went in. And <laughs> HBO Max really really tried it and posted the show clip, the doctor clip. And I was like, why didn't y'all disable comments? Because that's what y'all should have done. They didn't. 
and we read you know everybody was reading and I was one of them and I was just like oh my god there's not much NDA work in these contracts so people was talking contestants was talking they was like listen there is hella hella judging going on here there's extreme bias going on here like we can't get into all the details but and I'm just like oh my goodness and you know the show messed up because it is it was a weekly show you know one one episode um, a week but you knew they messed up because the following week when Tishi was sent home they had put another episode up because they knew they messed up like it was so bad right and here's where I'm like I'm like not okay not all good all press is good press this particular situation was not good press this was so bad and it was just like oh my gosh guys oh my gosh it was so bad now the actual winner of this season two i'm not going to get into because i really do want you to watch it just to see tishi tear it down okay but just know you're going to be upset because they get sent home but the winners i'm actually glad they won um and i'll leave it at that it was so oh my gosh guys i i don't i think the problem is capitalism why why these extreme situations occur is because of capitalism because somebody's trying to make money off of a subculture and there I love Nelly Furtado um I I don't like when she went you know poppy and R&B and all that I didn't like that I didn't like that but that was her damn record label pushing her to do some do some stuff and there you go um but she had one of her favorite albums that she has put out that I love is called Folklore yes this was pre Taylor Swift okay anyway (laughs) um she is a Portuguese Canadian um, singer, songwriter, and performer, and Nelly Furtado has this one line in this song on her album called "Say What You Want," right? And this one line goes: "You take a culture and extort it." And that line. I'm a poet, y'all know that. I'm a writer, y'all know that. I'm a performer, y'all know that. Of course, I'm gonna love a line like that. And this album came back like came out like what 2002, and I remember it. It's such a profound line, and that is what is happening. That's what's happened 
with the drag scene. That was a subculture. Now, look what's happening. You have so many participants of the show, of the of this behemoth machine who are just like, it's not worth it, y'all. It's just not worth it. Like, <laughs> it's not worth it. Um, and And then you have what's going on with legendary and and the same type of shenanigans that I you know spent a good 20 minutes on is happening over at legendary and the reason is capitalism money money done got involved money done got involved and <sighs> It is so unfortunate. It's so unfortunate. I love watching these shows. I really love Legendary. um, Because I I love to dance, honey. I love to dance. I can't wait till I feel comfortable enough to go to a a drag bar or a LGBTQ plus bar dance floor and just go nuts because I love it you know what I mean um but <laughs> the what has happened with these shows um I just it makes me so sad because it is it's breaking down these artists. It's it's doing things that is just unnecessary. Um, it's like, can we can we just bring like <laughs> can we just have like these moments of celebration and just leave it at that without you know doing the whole well let's give you some money to get up here and do it that. Can we just not? Can we just not? Now, if you are actually attending a ball and you you know you is shablamming and doing all the things and and posing and doing what you need to do to get them chips and to get them trophies, that's a completely different thing. But when it comes to these shows, I'm going to watch them, but I'm not going to invest in them. I'm going to invest into the actual communities. That's what I'm going to do. Because these shows, and they are so hurtful to the individuals, y'all. Like, I've seen more negative reactions and stories and all the things from these shows more than the good. And when you have that type of imbalance, uh, that's something I don't want to invest in. Watching it is enough of an investment for me. That's it. <laughs> and then that I know that's going to taper off because of just where I'm going in life. You know, but yeah, I was like, we, we need to talk about these things. We need to talk about these things. Um... 
because we need to talk about them. Um, there's enough disrespect in the world as is, but to be disrespected because of who you are is 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 so messed up. It's so messed up, and that's where a lot of our issues stem from. Um, but you know, I've talked about that before. We've we've that with y'all. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I had to do a, a special episode about this because I, I, Pose was amazing. I, Pose was so amazing. Um, there's also another show called Noah's Ark. It was such a good show, but again, that show couldn't get the funding either because, they didn't want to go the white way. Okay? These were all <laughs> pretty much men of color, black men, and they wanted to show their story. And oh, such a good show. Oh my God. Noah's Art. Go look that up. I think it's on YouTube for free. And, um,. Yeah, it's so good. Oh my gosh. But then Pose comes along and it got ended as well because it didn't want to go the white way, guys. It didn't. It didn't want to sell itself out. It didn't want to go the capitalist way. Let's say that. And I am very, very happy to see... You know, that we're, you know, starting Emmy season. It's so big out here. Oh, my gosh. It's ridiculous. Like, just how many billboards and, like, you cannot even flip through, you know, a um, weekly circular without, like, postcards and full page ads about this actress, you know, Queen's Gambit uh, for your consideration. Like, it's everywhere out here they are not playing um which is interesting i'm just like wow we'll see how this goes um i i of course i will cover the emmys um i think i've watched enough damn tv to (laughs) to be like all right let's talk about this but i'll wait um till the nominations come out before i really do that but (laughs) it's hilarious but yeah I love how all I I think it was like 26 LGBTQ plus organizations who penned an open letter in the LA Times um, to the Emmy judging board and they was like hey and they all backed Pose every last one of them and they were just like listen very carefully (laughs) you have the opportunity to change things we're not talking about they need to win but they need to be highlighted and they need to get that acknowledgement and it is absolutely the truth I said that when I reviewed Pose you know, the fun, final season is absolutely the truth. 
Will the board bite? We'll just have to see. You know how people get, don't be telling me what I need to do. But it's kind of different now. It's a different time. So we'll just see what happens with that. Um, But yeah, and I, you know, this, I never want to come across like, I know everything because I don't. Um, Again, I move on spirit. I move how my heart speaks. And... You know, I <sighs> Drag Race and Legendary, they're just, for me, they were, they weren't even entertaining. They were actually like, I looked at them like, oh, wow, you know, you're giving people opportunity and blah, 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 blah. But then it was, it was naive because y'all weren't giving them opportunities. You were just making money off of these people. And their talents and their hard work and their sweat and their tears. And (sighs) that's not right. Um, I will say that Legendary actually pays for the costuming, the consultations, all of that. So you as a house don't have to pay for those things. Unlike RuPaul where people are like thousands tens hundreds of thousands of thousands of dollars in debt for trying to compete for this show okay it's it is intense and a wig can cost upwards to 500 damn dollars a single wig and you gotta pay for that RuPaul don't pay for that um it's it's a whole thing and I'm not getting into it because it's a whole thing you do get paid for each show but it's like it's uh, girl it's not it's not giving so yeah yeah that's my take on all of that thanks for tuning in um this was this was needed this was needed this was needed all right y'all take care of yourselves stay hydrated and i will talk to y'all later so in closing you know i did highlight a couple of shows towards the end that i think you know people would definitely need to check out um there is also some podcasters there's some youtubers um that i follow personally that kind of ground me in some reality here um maddie rants m-a-t-t-y rants r-a-n-t-s is someone that i've been following um for a few months now and I just like his energy. Um, he he keeps it real. And like I said, helps me ground these things out. Definitely go check him out on YouTube. Um, I know his brand is expanding. So that's awesome. Um, Jake Yancey is also on YouTube, but he's really doing a lot of stuff with the Free Britney movement as well. 
um, Adrian Expression. Oh, I love me some Adrian Expression. I've been following him for, I believe it's now three years. Um, I haven't crossed over into any of his other things. I know he has a podcast, um, but I watch him on YouTube. He's also, you know, just very intelligent and is a total nerd which I love 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 on top of everything else go check him out another show um that you know I was able to watch and I did um preview it or review it is um Sasha Velour's Nightgowns um, it is on the Roku channel, which is free. Um, it may be on the IMDb page or, vi- you know, um, streaming platform here shortly if it's not already on there. It's just a really good um, representation of you know, um, drag art. So definitely check that out. Start to, you know, branch out, y'all, because... These shows are great, you know, Legendary Race, okay, you know, it is what it is. But like I said, for me, I am going to go and support the real tea, you know what I mean? Um, And that's that's in everything. Like, y'all, I have completely changed. And so I'm like... And I'm still shifting and doing things like that. There's a um, a streaming um, service that is all black content created and everything by black folks. And so I'm like, um, that's probably um, a streaming service I'm going to be getting into here shortly. Um it's just it is what it is you know what I mean um yeah I just I'm like this world is changing and the way the way my spirit's set up I just I'm in a flowy type energy anyway and so I'm I'm just following the flow you know um yeah, so definitely check those those channels out. Check those shows out. Um, you know, like I said, Noah's Ark and, you know, Pose. A lot of these are getting leaked onto YouTube. They might not be on there long, but, like, there was too many times where I caught, like, whole episodes of Pose <laughs> on YouTube. So whole episodes and I'm like "Mm, okay all right y'all out here doing that all right (laughs) bye y'all